This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello, Gompies, and welcome to 100% Hits Volume Pod, the podcast that looks at the greatest compilation series this country has ever produced. My name is Josh Earl, and welcome onto the show for the first time. He's a comedian. He's a DJ. He's an all-round good guy. Please welcome it's Andrew McClelland. Yay! Hooray! Yay! What a pleasure it is to be here. Woo! Thanks for doing this. Oh, uh, a joy, you, mate. You, look, I've, it's been a while. I've done 32 compilations. Yeah. But you were in the list of very, who who will I get to, for this podcast? You were on the list straight away. Like, At number 64, it must be. But it wasn't. Because you, two for each cause you went away for a while. And yeah. also, I was like going... <laughs> Age bracket. I've got to make sure the people who I get on, like, and I know that you would still be listening to music at this point in your life in the year 2000. I know you listen to it now, but in the year 2000, I reckon that's when you were bang on music is everything. Yeah, absolutely. It yeah. is peak music time. Yeah. You know, I bought the uh, Rock DJ, which was Side A, single yes. uh, at Kmart, CD single. Still got the B-sides. Classic bangers all around. But I try to keep up with the music now. Did do you, you? Do you, Josh? I, I do, yes. But I, it's kind of like, mainly because I listen to Spotify and I just go the Spotify artist and then find artists through that way. It's really, yeah. My kids are buying vinyl records, so now I'm buying vinyl records. And it was a shock. I had not bought vinyl for about five years. It's gone up so much, Andrew. So much. Do you remember that glory time? Yes. Uh, about 2005, yes. where you could get them for six bucks. I know. In fact, many years ago, I bought a Wilco album at JB Hi-Fi Elizabeth Street uh, on record, and yep. they said, this is the last record we will ever sell. Oh. Yeah. So 2005, was it like The Ghost Is Born? Is that album? Uh, it? Now, it was on red, see-through vinyl, and it's the one that's got uh, Passenger Side on it. Oh, so uh, Being There. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. But uh, I must say, I'm not as big a Wilco fan as you. I know you. Yeah, I, I, I do. I almost named my son Wilco. Yeah. Wow. Uh, well, lucky them. Well, we almost uh, did, and then we thought, oh, what happens? Like, I, Surely Je- it'll be Roger Wilco. That's the classic. But it was just that thing of like, Jeff Tweedy were like going, oh, I just don't... Like, I trust him. trust him. him? Yeah. I do trust him. But I also trusted Ryan Adams. Yeah. And look how that turned out. Didn't we all? <laughs> and then he did that Taylor Swift cover album. And we were like, he's still good and he's still with it and he's yeah. hip and he's helping out young artists. And turned out he was helping out Phoebe Bridges too much. Too much. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, the year 2000, what kind of music are you listening to in the year 2000? Who's really. Because it was just before the strokes hit and guitar music came in. Yeah. So it was a weird time for music. I was still a dedicated Britpop fan. Yep. Uh, so that, but that at that point, Britpop had moved into like Travis, Coldplay, yes. um, Keen. It was getting a little bit boring. What was it? It was Turin Breaks. Yes, Turin yeah. Breaks as well. Now, none of them are bad. No. They're just all a little MOR. Yes. Yeah. So, so at that time, I was just starting to move out of my only Indian alternative, that's all I listened to, and recognised that some pop music was pretty good. And at that point, I was even going, you know those Spice Girls, I should have given them more at the time. Yeah. They were all right. I'm finding that through this podcast, that I, I was too harsh on a lot of bands, a, yeah. lot, of, a lot of acts. Because uh, I was, at that same time, going through, like, still reading, like, Enemy and all that kind of stuff, <laughs> and uh, going, well, Basement Jackson, the Chemical Brothers, they seem to be where music's heading, and was getting into dance music a fair bit. Yeah, right. Yeah. I listened to it, but I don't know. I, I never quite went over. Well, it's the thing. I The songs I liked the most were like the Beth Orton song on there. Uh, yes. The Chemical Brothers one. Uh, the Noel Gallagher voiced one. Absolutely. And setting that, sun. Yeah. And it was that thing. Is, oh, the, the songs of these I, I really gravitate towards are the ones that are kind of pulling from the indie indie artists. Yeah, absolutely. And actually, bizarrely on this 100% hits. Yes. 
uh, because I have listened to it, there is a massive dance bracket at the end. Yeah, of it. I know. Like, did I do that on all the volumes? Sometimes they have it. I just think some of the people who worked at uh, EMI were going, all right, we want to go to Ibiza. Uh, let's sign up, get the company credit card and just go over there and go, we'll, we'll sign some DJs. That's yeah, we'll do. let's yeah. do it. We've yeah. got to have DJ friendly. Yes. We're going to start with a song though. We're doing volume uh, 32, side B. Now we're going to start with a song. We have talked about this band a fair bit. Last time we talked about them with Lizzie Who, and we went into the very sad story, uh, backstory behind mm. uh, this band, and in particular this song, but we're going to kick it off. It's the Whitlams and their track, Blow Up the Pokies. There was the stage Two red lights and a dodgy EA You trod the planks way back then And it's strange that you're here again here again And I wish I wish I knew the right words To make you feel better Walk out of this place And defeat them in your secret battle Show them you can be your own man again right, That's a little play. Just play a little too what a I love it. I can't help yeah. but love it. Eternal Nightcap was the first album. My God, brilliant. I ripped a poster off a of Bullard and I still have it. I, I was going to say, I loved it. I remember listening to No Aphrodisiac. I think I said this on the last episode, but like hearing and going, I've never heard music like this. Yeah. It was... I, I had that same reaction when I heard uh, I Don't Like Mondays by the Boomtown Rats for the first time <laughs> on one of my dad's old like knockout compilations or whatever it was, like the one with the, the lady on the cover in, in a bikini and boxing gloves. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Knockout, volume 24. Well, yeah. that's what you can do after 100% hits. I know. <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> but yeah, it was that thing of... and. Loving it, but I, I'd heard I don't, I don't I make hamburgers. I'd heard that song. Yeah, it was on triple. It was hottest one hundred, like seventy five or something. Yeah, one year. Uh, yeah. So and then also they played it very late at, on Rage. They used to play that. It used to always be paired that song and then um, Painters and Dockers. You're going home in the back of a divvy van. Yeah, right. It used to be paired a lot. Oh, I forgot about Painters and Dockers. Yeah. The guy from Painters and Dockers, uh, one of the guys, used to run the canteen at the school I worked at. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> and when I found that out, and I went, oh, you were in Painters and Dockers. He goes, how do you know about Painters and Dockers? Because I was oh. like 22 at the time. Yeah. yeah, because, I mean, they were there. Like, they were the, sort of the smaller weddings parties. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, but this song. So this is the second single from their fourth studio album, Love at This City. It peaked at 21 on the ARIA charts here. It yeah. wasn't a big hit, but it was a huge radio hit. It was the high, most played radio song of the year, Australian bands. Wow. Yeah. And what a message as well. I mean, that's the thing. of 100% hits, I don't mean to disparage it, but there's a lot of fluff. Yes. Uh, like we'll the next track that's coming up. <laughs> <laughs> but my God, the words, you know, it's it, it's clearly what it, it's very clear what it's about. You know, yes. like helping a mate out saying, please don't give in to your gambling. Like, yeah. You know, your family needs you. It's amazing. And the film clip's very sad. So the film clip is about... Have you seen the film clip? Yeah. It's, so for the listeners, it's an, an old man who used to frequent the bar that he's in uh, when they used to have music there. And he used to play the piano. And now they've put pokies there. Yeah. And he's still playing, but he's playing the pokies instead. And that was a big thing going around the suburbs at that stage. Because yeah. so many pubs were being taken over by pokies. There's a pub um, in South Melbourne that still has a big We Don't Have Pokies Here yep. sign on it. Which is a beautiful thing for those that stuck by it. Yeah. But you can understand why the others went with it. Well, I was... So this uh, uh, this song was ri- co-written by uh, Aussie singer Greta Gertler. Uh, she also co-wrote another Whitlam song called Charlie Number no. 3 from Eternal Nightcap. Oh, which is man. A- another amazing song. I really like that song. The whole Charlie... Trilogy. Trilogy yeah. is is mind-blowingly good. Yeah. Yeah, God damn. This, so I don't want to go too early, uh, but this is my favourite song of this side B when you say side B, by the way, we're yes. talking about this being on a cassette or a record. I'll say, I'll say record. I don't mind. I don't think I they just, released one hundred percent hits on I, record. And I just don't want to have a guest come in and have to talk about twenty songs. Yeah, that's very fair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so originally, Greta had written this song, and it was called Dwell. And then Tim Friedman adapted it to create his own um, version of it. Hopefully, I'm, I'm sure he asked permission. I'm sure they'll still because she put Charlie Number Three on her album as well. Hmm. Uh, so I'm sure they're still fine. Uh, so. That album first came out in 2004. So this came out in the year 2000. So we talked about the band's misfortunes with Lizzie Who. And so this was inspired by original bass player Andy Lewis, who was still alive when they wrote this song, but he had a big gambling addiction and Tim Freeman knew that. And then uh, not long after this was released, uh, Andy took his own life um, because he spent his whole week's pay on the pokies. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if he'd heard the song by that point. I think he had, but when he the band were in because he wasn't in the band at that point, he'd left the band, and the band were in Canada when Tim heard the news. And that night he wrote a song called The Curse Stops Here because the other band member had um, uh, killed himself as well. And so uh, Tim was the last remaining band member. And so the B-side of this uh, of this single is The Curse Stops Here. Yeah, I gosh, I remember that. Uh, yeah. yeah, and it was a curse at the time. Yeah. But could we talk about stuff that's so heavy on this pod? It yeah, doesn't yeah. all have to be levity? It doesn't have to be, No, no. Because we, we kind of went through it with uh, Lizzie. But mm. if, I'd like to hear your opinions on it. Well, yeah, I... A stunning song, obviously, and very sad, and Tim was so good at this. And it does seem like this is peak Tim Friedman. I don't know yep. if the, the Whitlam's after this, I kept buying the albums, but nothing quite hit me the same way. I guess because it had already been done yeah. by this point. But um, I was always curious, like, it does always sound like he's singing, I wish I could shine you the right words, which oh, yeah. it doesn't say in the lyrics. But if you listen to it, it always sounds like that. Is yeah. that how you heard it? Yeah, I wish I could. Let's listen to it Yeah, again. let's just give it a red hot gun. No. Back, back. Oh, almost. And it's strange that you now you've gone too far. All right, all right. Again, dear Here we go. Again. And I wish I, wish I knew the right words. Would Sean knew the right words? I wish I, wish I knew the right words. I wish oh. I, wish I knew the right oh, words. Yeah. Right, right, right. Oh, one of those, uh, what do they call it when you always get the lyrics wrong for your entire life? Mondegreen. Yes, yeah. a bloody Mondegreen. <laughs> yeah, I was just always curious about that. All right, okay. Just uh, I, one um, bit of advice to all musicians out there. Just articulate. <laughs> just, you know. No, I'm the opposite. We didn't have lyrics. I like sheets. the Michael Stipe. Just, I don't want to know what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> you just want to get the vibe. Have also, ever... oh, go for it. There's an amazing... The final lyric of this is uh, Another Man There Was Made the Trains Run On Time, which I'm pretty sure is a Mussolini reference. Yeah. Is that the first Mussolini reference to come up in 100% hits? I think so. Ah. I mean, we, we, we might have an Italian DJ later. Maybe he's going to put some uh, Mussolini references in there. Drop the li- No, it's, uh, he's going Arabian, actually. Oh, uh, yes, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> hey, um, have you ever put... I've never put money in a pokey. Have you? Good question. Uh Maybe once to yeah. try. I think in New Zealand, yes. In New Zealand once, I was dating a girl who worked at the casino uh, doing the floor show. She was a yes. performer. And she was like, give it a go. You've never done it before. Gave it a go. Lost my money. Yeah. Simple times. Yeah. Because I, I looked into it. In New South Wales, in the first six months of last year, pokies made $3.8 billion in revenue. Oh, man. And so what, how pokies work, I looked this up, is uh, for every dollar that goes in, they only give back 90 cents of it. So they make 10 cents for every dollar that goes in. Oh. <gasps> So that means it's what thirty point eight the so, so billion. So it means that people put in thirty eight billion dollars into pokies. Oh geez. Yeah. I think that's how it works. I'm that's terrible. Yeah, yeah, we're both come on, yeah. we're performers. Yeah. But that's wow, we're drama boys from high school. But wow. Jesus. It's yeah, it, I do kind of think it's the worst. I didn't go to the footy for a long time, uh, and I went like three years ago and it blew my mind yep. all the advertising yeah. for gambling. It is probably... Is it the worst sickness in this country? I think it would be. Now, my, this is, I don't like watching... I, I love watching sport, but I, what I hate is when I watch it with my kids and they're like, oh, we won't win this because the other teams, their odds are like 112 to our 380. And I'm like, that doesn't... Like, don't look at the odds like that. Yeah. That's not how sport works. I mean, we go for North Melbourne, so yes, we're going to lose. Uh, <laughs> but North Melbourne is a club that uh, didn't have pokies in their, club, in their uh, clubs. They oh, were, wow. They made their money back by not... Uh, getting gambling revenue. So good that's on one of the good things they've done. It's but awful the kids know odds. I don't even I know. know how odds work. No. Um, I actually, uh, because I really don't like gambling, uh, screwed up. I was asked to do a gambling ad a while back and I said no. And that's the only thing I won't do. Yeah. <laughs> I had this, uh, for the podcast, I they asked what ads I would like and I said, oh, n- no gambling ads. Yeah, right. Yeah. Good call. Good yeah. call. Which, Listeners, I don't listen back to it. So if there have been gambling ads, let me know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I screwed up. I never got called back by them again. And uh, my wife was in the ad. Oh, <laughs> but I wasn't. So yeah, I don't know. All right, we're gonna move on. We're gonna move on to the number one selling single in the US in the year two thousand. Even though it never made number one on the charts, this is Faith Hill and her song Breathe. I can feel the magic floating in the air. Be- 
Being with you gets me that way I watch the sunlight dance across your face And I've never been this swept away All my thoughts just seem to settle on the breeze When I'm lying wrapped up in your arms The whole world just fades away The only thing It reminds me of that old song Is it like Is the beating of your heart um. I can feel you breathe It's washing over me And suddenly I'm melting eh. in well, can you feel her breathe, Josh Earl? It, it's it is a Fleetwood Mac song. It, it, yeah, it, what's the? It's the big oh, famous mate, it's a one. boring Fleetwood yeah. Mac song. <laughs> no, it's it's the nice Fleetwood Mac song. Wait, what do you think? Everywhere? Not everywhere. Oh. No. I know, I know. You're going to have to Google uh, I'm not. I'll do it later. I'll put it in the show notes. You know, listeners will be banging their fists going, I know the Fleetwood Mac song you're nah. trying to talk about. I don't know, but I was never a big Fleetwood Mac guy. Oh, okay, yeah. I've heard the hits, that's it. I, I think I'm the same. You can only keep across so many bands. Absolutely, yeah. yes. Every time I get something wrong in here, guys, just tr- trust me, there's only so many, so much bandwidth in my brain I can, I can cope with. Oh, mate, as a DJ, the number of times... I'm honest when I get a request I've never heard yep. of. I don't pretend I know the song. Yeah. And like, how could you not? And I'm like, I can't yeah. know all songs. I can't. I'm far too busy listening to alt country yes. and Australian indie from the uh, 90s. Like, you don't know who the Luxmiths are, do you? Yeah. And they don't. <laughs> I know who they are. I know you do, mate. All right. So this was never number one. It got to number two, kept off number one by Destiny's Child, Say My Name. Oh, and the fair right enough. Choice. Yeah, yes. absolutely. No one. Oh, can we do that instead? <laughs> it's not on here, unfortunately. Look, there's nothing wrong with Breathe. It's a perfectly dull song. <laughs> yes. It was, uh, it got the Grammy for Best Female Country Vocal Performance. It was nominated for Song of the Year. What's country about it, though? I, well, that's what country fans also said. They were angry that... Faith Hill was in the country camp. They were like, it's too pop. What is she? Is she pop or is she country? And I'm like, you're allowed to be two things at once. Of course yeah. you are. Of course you are. Taylor Swift had the same thing happen to her. She yeah. was like, you're not country enough. So she went, all right, I'll show you. I'll go. I'll become the biggest pop star in the world. Shania Twain as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Shania Twain's was because she showed her midriff. They are like, that's not country. What? Yeah. What, to show she had a little your crop stomach? Top. Yeah, like, that's not country. Winona Judd is, was like public about it going no but that's a classic country look like the whole yeah. like gingham shirt that's tied up at the bottom you know yeah little, yeah little daisy jukes Mate, I, well i don't know what's country then that's <laughs> for sure well then what's johnny cash well well this is the thing one there's one rule for the men one rule for the women oh we've yeah. got to smash the country patriarchy yes. although that might be one of the last places it happens <laughs> here, here is the songs that she was up against for song of the year at the grammys that year mm-hmm. so it was say my name by destiny's child Ooh. i try by macy gray oh what a banger it's a good song beautiful day by you too oh i hope you dance by leanne womack don't know it. country song okay oh. the winner was beautiful day by you too oh, okay well that's an i like beautiful day yeah it's it's a fine song. Yeah. It's a beautiful... Gong, gong, gong. Oh, come on, that... I would that's... say Say My Name is a better song than Beautiful Day, though. Yeah, I would say so yeah. as well. Lyrically, it's interesting. But the Grammys, and... like Q magazine, you two can do no wrong. Yeah, right, right. Um, so, do you have, are you a Taylor Swift fan? Yes. When we brought... See, I, I, I'm not. I don't dislike her. I mm-hmm. just... It's not for me. Mm-hmm. But it is... This is what I find weird. Like, the whole... In this country, we her tickets went on sale a month ago, sold out. There was craziness. Yeah, it madness. was like, I work for a news TV show and we reported on it five days in a row. I'm like, going, it's, just, it's just a concert. Like, sold out the MCG twice. Wow. This is what I find bizarre, though. Paul McCartney, a Beatle, yeah. touring later this year. Yeah. Not playing the MCG, playing Marvel Stadium. Yeah, is that smaller? 50,000 people. 
Is that all? That's yeah. I, this is my thing. She's four times bigger than a beetle. I wouldn't marvel at that at all. Fifty thousand is a, a lot of people. Jeez, but you know, like, we have to finish this pod on time because I'm yeah. going for the Paul McCartney presale. Okay, we'll get there. There's no way I miss it. But Taylor Swift, I would go to. But I yeah. just knew there was no hope, and I'm not paying those prices. Paul McCartney, you can see him for forty-four dollars the cheapest tickets. That's incredible. That's a bargain. That's so and cheap. I saw him last time he came. Just please. Listeners, if there's still tickets on sale when this pod comes out, don't miss it if you like the Beatles. Or Wings, maybe you're a big Wings fan. <laughs> I would love it. I would love to know if you don't like the Beatles but love Wings. And I can't go see Paul McCartney. You'll be satisfied still. Yeah. All right, we're going to move on. This, we're going to Australia again. This is Alex Lloyd. And the third song uh, on these compilations of Alex Lloyd from his album Black the Sun. This is My Way Home. Surprisingly electronic. Yeah. In that uh, I don't think any of those instruments were not synthesizers. Maybe the guitar. There was a little guitar though. Oh, was it? Didn't yeah. But oh, I don't know. But it is weird because it was like at the time I had people going, "Oh, it's like electro stuff." And this is how like we were so much in our genres. It was like, no, you're either guitar or your pop or your electronic music. And I mean Beck. Had used hip hop beats. Alex Lloyd came along and smashed that paradigm. Yes. He destroyed it. Uh, and now we get to have. Um, uh, the, the, yeah. Contemporary artists. Yes. <laughs> hey, so I. Uh, Billy Eilish, that's what I couldn't remember. And my head kept saying Billy Bragg, and I'm like, no, no, that's not right. <laughs> uh, so a lo- I remember a live version of this being on the panel. He performed this on the panel, the TV show, The Panel. And uh, I looked it up because I thought, oh, I'd. I think, and all the comments were, this was the best uh, of any of the panel performances, apart from Anastasia. Anastasia uh, sang a cappella. Uh, yeah, with her backing band. They all just, and that was like, and I watched that one. Oh, yeah, she can really sing. Yeah, you yeah. know who else was on the panel once? Who? The Luxmiths. Oh, were they? Yeah, just once. It's like the uh, height of their career. Well, my favorite one was Ben Lee jumped up on the desk uh, to play his song, and then his lead slipped out, and Santo Shalara was trying to put it back in for him. <laughs> and yeah, it was. Pretty funny. Oh, that! Oh, God, I love Bentley around two thousand. So did I. Yeah, because I, I, I wasn't a fan of Powderfinger, and I just liked someone was going, "Yeah, I, I'm the best Australian artist. Like my record's the best of all time." I'm like, I, he clearly doesn't mean that. He's clearly joking. He's just saying it to yeah, be funny. He's, listen to the Gallagher brothers. But people were like, "This guy, how dare he say he's the best?" I'm like, "Well, if you're not going to put something out, you want to think it's the best. Yeah, he's like, having yeah. some fun." Um, so with this album, yes, uh, I remember being at JB Hi-Fi Elizabeth Street once again, and uh, I could afford in those days. I'm sure you talked about this. I worked to came up for five dollars twenty five an hour. Yep. So I had to work six hours to buy a CD. Yes. And I texted a friend saying, "Do I get the Alex Lloyd album or the second Supergrass album?" Ah. Oh. And I went with Alex Lloyd, and I have always <laughs> regretted it. I don't think I ever listened to the whole thing through. So yeah. that's that's my base level with Alex Lloyd. I'm just not mad for it. Did you get the album? I didn't get the album. My my flatmate Dion had the album, and I can't say we really listened to it all that much. Um, but I was the same. I used to work and put stuff in thirty dollars for a CD, and that's that's how I would work and go. That's thirty dollars is a CD, and I would if I didn't have enough money, I would go into the record store and I would hide the CD I wanted. And then go back when I got paid and find it in like the country music section. Good and, call. And then, yeah, and then get it. Uh, oh, speaking of nefarious, though the panel. 
My favorite, my favorite one was when Eels were on there, or the front, just the frontman E was on there, and he was being too cool for school. And Kate Lambrook was like, going, "What are you doing? Like, you're too cool. Like, answer the questions. If you come on the show or don't come on the show, like, what's what's this? Oh, I've got to watch the clip yeah. of that. And then he kind of lightened up a bit, and then he sang um, Mr. E's Beautiful Blues, and oh. it was great. It was such a great song. But she really was like, "I'm not going with your rock star bullshit." Good Answer call, Kate. Yeah. Mystery's Beautiful Blues is a track that I could DJ when I started, yeah. but now never. Oh, it's interesting. I we talked about this when like the indie clubs, it used to be just like James Laid was one of the songs that was like, all right, well, you can dance to this. And then you had to go back to like the Smiths or the Cure and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But there was a, a good like 10 year section where there was nothing you could really cut a rug to. Now about the oldest you can go back to is James's Laid. Yeah. Oh, some Cure tracks. Speaking of the Smiths, I just saw Morrissey's touring and I have, I'm going to have that big moral dilemma. Yeah. Because, I mean, just for the listeners, the Smiths for me, like, they, they helped me out when I was a teenager and getting bullied and stuff. They yep. meant everything to me. And Morrissey seems such a beautiful soul. And now he's a right wing nut job. And it's just like, can I justify what this was when I was young? Yeah. It's, it's harsh because I, in that one, I, I would only because he hasn't done anything criminal. I That's true. Yeah. yeah, it's not like going to Michael Jackson or something. No. Well, you can't, but yes. Yes. It's not the same vibe, Chris yep. Brown or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, he's not a criminal. He just has views I completely disagree with. And unless he's like, if he says those views on stage, you have the right to walk out. And boo. Yeah. Yeah. And if he just sings the songs that we, we love... That's 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 what you want. Well, you're headed here <laughs> from Josh L. <laughs> All right, grommets, gompies. Gompies. Grandpos. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Now, we, we talked about them when they were swimming out past the breakers and watching the world burn. Mm. This is the lead single from their fourth album, Songs from an American Movie, Volume 1, Learning How to Smile. This is Everclear and their song, Wonderful. Uh, they watch the world die, I'm afraid, not burn. Oh, yeah. Don't worry about it, mate. This intro's a bit dull. It is. Let's get forward. It's not quite wonderful. This is the only Everclear song to reach the top 40 in America. What? Yeah, it got to 11. And Santa Monica didn't? No. Obviously. Yeah. I think because they were before that, that was a slow burn. Like, that was like, they weren't really a household name when Santa Monica came out. Right. And that got them over the line, and now this is the, the lead single. This has a country vibe because of his vocals. Yeah. And it's very slow. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why it did well. It's. Yeah. The song about divorce. Yeah. Yeah, so he was a, he was a child of divorce and he's also had a kid and then was going through a divorce. And so I wanted to write a, a song from the perspective of a kid. Like, which, which blows my mind. I was... Wait, wait, we should let it play. Nah, nah. Are there any other songs written from a child's perspective? I was trying to think about that. There are songs about kids. What's uh, and obviously XTC? all the songs What's written when artists were children. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, sister to sister and is XTC Dear God? Is that is that from the perspective of a child? The music video makes it seem that way. Yeah, Dear God, have you come my ladder, man? Yeah, maybe it is, man. Yeah. Oh, well remembered. My name is Luca. I live oh, on the second floor. Yes. She's in Vega. Well done, Josh Earl, king of the hits. I'm going to try and get a whole compilation of uh, 10 songs of written from the perspective of children when you're not a child. Yeah, but they should be mild hits, that's the thing, oh. because I'm sure there's thousands out there that no one's heard. Uh, there's, an, uh, there's a great Paul Kelly song called uh, They Thought I Was Asleep, all about driving back. <gasps> yes. Yeah, and, and the parents the arguing the and him pretending to be asleep so he didn't have to like deal with it. Oh, man, you're right. Yeah. Well done. Hey, this song, and it will not surprise you, was used in the TV show Scrubs. Oh. It sounds... If you I thought it was going to be that or Party of Five. If you said, what's Scrubs like? I would play this song as like, it's like this. That's what it's like. <laughs> hey, there's some great moments in Scrubs. And I was saying, thinking the other day. Some interesting moments in this song. Of course, but Scrubs had polyphonic spree. Now that's what Did makes have. Scrubs, Scrubs. That was, a, that was a great episode where someone was just... 
a member of Polyphonic Spree was in the hospital, and then yes. at the end of it, they just had three minutes of the Polyphonic Spree playing. Was it Have a Day or? I think, oh, or else it was, um, hey, it's the sun oh, and yeah. it makes me shine. Because I remember we both went to Polyphonic Spree when they played their first gig in Melbourne. I yeah. remember buying that first album from Polyester Records, and it wasn't Chris Crouch. Uh, who owned the place, but another member who, of the staff there, when I bought it, he said, how did you even hear about this? I'm like, well, you've got it in the shop. Like, it's not like it's so underground that they haven't released an album. Yeah. Like, like, I, yeah. I heard it on a plane. That's how I heard it. I was, remember on a plane, uh, like, yeah, so back in 2000, they just have a selection of albums you yeah. could listen to and they didn't even have screens. So yep. I just thought, all right, give this a crack. And I bloody loved it. It blew my mind. Yeah. As soon as I got off the plane, I bought it as well. Uh, but here's the question. Did you buy a robe at the concert? I, I didn't buy a robe, no. I, I got two robes, mate. I, I saw you in the robe at the concert. It was oh. very good. The other uh, band who didn't wear robes but they wore caftans was Soundtrack of Our Lives. I don't know if you knew the Swedish band. They've got a couple of really great albums, but there's just one of those bands that, like, there's just too many albums. Where yeah, do you right. start? Um, I think it's called Beyond the Music. You start at the top of the Spotify Top 5 and yeah, see that's, if that's it hits what you. you do. But they played uh, at Golden Plains one year, I think it was. And my friend uh, Cal was also wearing a caftan because he looked very much like the singer of them. And then Santa Claus got everyone to sit down and then said to him, you stand up. And they met in the middle and hugged. And it was one of those Meredith moments going, this is incredible. Like, yeah, I think you can see it online if oh, you type wow. in Santa of Our Lives, Meredith or Golden Plains. It's one of those things. It's great when... A band has a uniform yeah. that the fans can wear as well, yep. join in on. It's like you go to Kraftwerk, red shirt and a black tie, yes. why not? Well, I'm, I'm uh, excited, even though I haven't thought about them for 10 years, but The Hives have got a new album coming out. No. I think maybe like it's out right now, like by the time this is out. And they've got a uniform, and I love that. Like, they, yeah. That is nice. With the, but it's hard to tie those like um, American Midwestern Colonel Sanders Ties. Is it a bolo tie? Is that what it's called? No, it's not a bolo. They oh. have uh, the little the little the, ribbon, oh. like Colonel Sanders. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, oh. they're tough work. They're tough work. Speaking of which, Blur's new album. Four. Oh, yes. Am I getting off track too much? No, no. Surprisingly good. I like it. Okay, let's go. Uh, hey, you know, oh, have we covered this song at all? Yeah, we've covered it. It's, it's all right. Good. It's fine. <laughs> all right. An- another Australian band. Uh, we've talked about them in the past. Get set, everybody. Yes, because this is <laughs> nothing in this world by Taxi Ride. Look, it is the fourth single. Mm. And it sounds every bit a fourth single. (laughs) Very much mid period taxi ride. They start off pub rock. Yeah. Now they're very heavy. But here we get the sweet harmonic sound. I was, in the last couple of episodes, I was like going, I think I was too harsh on Taxi Ride. And then this sounds like a Christian TV commercial. (laughs) (laughs) As always, listeners, I'm sure they're nice guys. From your love, Lord Jesus. Nothing to keep me away. There's enough of that. I'm sure they're lovely boys. Musically, this is pretty good. Yeah, all four of them singing. They're all doing different harmonies. Yeah, yeah. It's it's they've got good voices. Yeah, it it's it's sounds like a fourth out fourth single. That's, yeah, that's the thing. Like, um, the album did go number one though. Imagine it. No, did it? Yeah. Wow. I because I, I only ever heard Get Set until I had to listen to this. Yeah. This. Um, but good on them. I don't know. There's that whole raft of Australian bands like that. I know. There, there was see, Screaming Jets. Yeah, all these or... kind of ones that. I don't know what, like, they're very Triple M. Yes. So they've got that commercial kind of shine, but they kind of came up through the pubs. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a weird kind and of they, thing. All of them are still together. They all do those reunion tours. These guys are still together, but one. One member's on his own, but he still plays Taxi Ride songs. He's still doing gigs. Oh, wow. So I don't know what happened there. So it's like the Taxi Ride experience. Yes. Or Cab Ride. <laughs> the Uber. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back. With some more absolute bangers of songs, Andy. Hell yeah, 100%. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. 
you'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. It's All right, we're back. And we talked about them a few weeks ago. This song is not on any streaming services. This is The Sisters of Jackson Mendoza and their song, Ordinary Girl. This is fun. I like it this. is fun. This is... Except that drill in the background. That's the same drill from Where's Your Head At. Oh. It makes me think of performing at the Comics Lounge in 2002 and I can't stand it. <laughs> that, do they walk you onto that? Always walk you onto that. <laughs> when I was on Roadshow, that always had me walk onto Polyester Girl by Regurgitator. I'm like, can you not play that? Like, I like the song. That's so Josh Hill. I think country audiences go, oh, what's this? <laughs> <laughs> The lyrics aren't great, but I love it. Yeah. It's it's fun pop music. In, I think I said it a lot. It's like shampoo. Like, yeah. uh-oh, you're in trouble. It's, um, yeah, or Icona Pop. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was like, this is kind of like, whoever wrote the song, I reckon has a Beast soundtrack or a Beast album in there. It's Europop by yeah. Beast. That's exactly yeah. what I was thinking. Man, I love Biss. Oh, I thought you would. That's why I brought them up. Uh, that <laughs> song, which soundtracks early, or mentions early Madonna. Oh, such a good song. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. And it, is it Icky Poo Raid? Is another song of yep. theirs? Yeah, great. Yeah, what's their Sweet Shop uh, Bandits or what is the first album? Yeah. Yeah, great stuff. Um, yeah, this is just nice to listen to. It's yep. clear they've been listening to British music from like three years before. Yeah. But it's fun. Uh, and they're both named Jackson Mendoza? That's their surname. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah that makes so sense. they're uh, two sisters. We talked about this last time. Really, actually, kind of incredible story. One of them, uh, we, we talked about, you can go back and listen to it. One of them got stabbed by her uh, partner <gasps> and had to, like, s- stop performing for a fair while. And then they do musicals now. Both of them have been in Miss Saigon. Oh. Uh, yeah, and so it's, uh, yeah. So this... One uh, night in Bangkok yeah. makes a hard man humble. This, just like their other song, uh, reached number 24 on the charts. So both, the, only oh. two singles, and then they were out. They are 24ers all the way. But I did see they... So this is on YouTube. And then also on YouTube is they did a live version of this on a show called The Cool Room. Did you ever watch The Cool Room? I remember the name. I must have watched it. I don't think I ever watched it. I think it didn't come down to Tasmania. And it was a... Like a... What they call a rapper show. So it was like they'd have hosts, but then they'd throw to like... uh, Warner Brothers cartoons or like other shows and then come back... And be like, all right, we're here, the cool room. There's a live audience there, and they had a band play. Right. So was it a full half hour show? Is it like I think it was an hour, an hour show. Yeah, right. Yeah, and then they'd just they'd come back in between, and then they'd throw to other little like cartoons and stuff. Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you'd have Roger Ramjet. I, I don't know. I don't know, but Dad Mouse. I just saw they describe as a rapper show. I'm like, what is a rapper show? And then I thought, oh, it's like um, so. It's a morning show, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Like a Saturday morning? I don't know. But with hip, uh, cool bands like Jackson or, Mendoza. Yeah, or after school. Yeah. Can I just say quickly, by the way, I've just remembered One Night in Bangkok is from Chess, not Miss Saigon. Just for all the musical grommets, I, uh, grom- grompies, grandpas. Go, go <laughs> <laughs> I apologise. I would never have picked that up. Uh, thank you. Oh, for you. Um, uh, but yeah, it's it's a great solid yeah. sound. And yep. they, should, they should have done another album. Why not? And well, why they, can't you get it anymore? They what? didn't even do an album. They're just two songs. That's oh, it. that's it. That's all they did. Oh, have you had that phenomenon happen where you'll find a single? This happened back in the day. Before you could listen to anything properly, you just had to like go buy the cover. Yep. So you buy a single thinking this might be all right. Yeah. And it turns out that was the only single that band ever released. And if you really liked it and like the B-sides, it was a tragedy. Yeah. Like, I'd, I'd say I, I wasn't, I didn't buy too many CD singles. Nah. I, I'd always buy the album. I was album, extravagant. But yeah, 
there was the, the one time, and I was so thankful that I did this. The one time I went, I am going to, because the cover made me laugh. And I thought it was only like $8. I thought, why not? Let's, let's, it was Darren Hanlon's uh, Aeroplanes EP with Falling Aeroplanes on it. I think yeah. it was, that was called Falling Aeroplanes. And I loved it. And I would say biggest inspiration for me to actually pick up a guitar and want to learn to play guitar. Wow. It's uh, called the Early Days EP. Early Days, that's yeah, it. Yeah, it's and, amazing. And yeah, and then from there, got into every Candle Records band. So I'd, I'd seen the Lucksmiths on Recovery, mm. but had never, and didn't write down what they were, but I remember loving it and going, oh, I don't know what, who they were though, because that's what it was like back yeah. then. Like you saw it and if you missed the start, you wouldn't even know. I didn't know what it was. I remember that well. I remember hearing the end of a song on Triple J once yeah. and just going, it sounds like this, what is it? And never, ever finding yeah. it. There's a amazing NPR uh, podcast, I forget what it's called. Uh, it might be a This American Life one where a guy had a song in his head and he's like, I'm pretty sure this was a song and he'd go around and people would go. So then he got uh, the musician Christian Lee Hudson to recreate it and then they discovered... Where, what it was and they listened to it and this guy's memory of it is incredibly close yes yeah. I've seen that it's uh oh heard it it's yeah. Reply All oh yes an episode okay. of, yep. and the amazing thing is it turned out to be exactly what I described earlier that single was just released in one market yeah on CD like single once so and because back in the day stuff wasn't put on Spotify or anything yeah uh, it was impossible to find well in Burnie or in Tasmania at least we had the, we had popcorn chicken Yum. KFC, and no one remembered it. And I was like, no, we had, because of the ads, there were kids on bikes doing monos going, pop, pop, popcorn chicken. And people were going, that, nev- that wasn't a product. You should record that. Yes. <laughs> but then, then they brought it back years later, popcorn chicken. I'm like, see, this has been here before. And I'm like, no, this is the first nah. time they've ever had popcorn chicken. I'm like, well, I didn't invent popcorn chicken. Can you prove this though? I, it's not on YouTube. If anyone can remember the ads with kids on bikes doing monos, Bouncing around to popcorn chicken, pop, pop, popcorn chicken. I'd love to see it. All right, all right, mate. I'd love to see it. Hey, we're gonna move on. Another, another not on Spotify artist. This is DJ Friendly, and their song "I Love You," but dot dot dot. So that's how they deal with the lyric. I was wondering how they do it on 100% hits because I remember this. And uh, well, this is just—I'm just playing this from YouTube, so I think there is some swearing, but I I reckon 100% hits would have had a clean version of it. Yeah, which is difficult, seeing as yeah, all the way through. Hey, yeah. I remember seeing these guys at the big day out. in the boiler room, because uh, they Magoo produced this, who worked with Regurgitator. Oh yeah. And on a Regurgitator, on a B side, had um, Friendly did a remix of I Like Repetitive Music, and I remember seeing that and went, Oh, I know Friendly. I'll go and see Friendly. And this song, this song got played on Triple J a fair bit as well. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, it's. It's great breakbeats. Yeah. Remember breakbeats? Oh, I was talking about the Resin Dogs with someone. Going, do you remember the re- when the Resin Dogs played and they had two guys do head spins for the entire set? It was so the much entire fun. set. Well, not the entire set. That's dangerous. They do a lot of head spins, <laughs> and it was like really fun to watch. It's a fun genre. It's a great dance genre. Is it still around? I'm sure this kind of stuff is. Someone's doing it. Someone's doing it in regional Australia. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's a great little number. I mean, we now enter the section of 100% Hits where you can't get these songs on Spotify. Yeah. Because I was trying. Well, this... Uh, he had another song called Some Kind of Love Song. That got to 45. And that's... The most interesting thing about that is the vocalist for that is Sia. <gasps> wow. Yeah. But it's not another perfect love song by Amory. No. <laughs> no? Was it Amelie? Uh, Am- I believe that was Amory. Is that the one from Josh Abraham's... Almost certainly. Addicted to bass? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've talked about it. Um, but this <laughs> song, look, this is... The guy's name is Andrew Cornweibel. Uh, <laughs> Cornweibel is an incredible surname. K-O-R-N-W-E-I-B-E-L. So maybe Cornweibel. Oh, Cornweibel, yeah. Yeah. Uh, when, uh, so 
my I just I got married recently. Congratulations! And my wife and I were thinking of getting a new surname. Yep. Because uh, she's Fitzharding, I'm McClelland. You hyphenate that, and it goes forever. So we stayed at an Airbnb, which used to be a doctor surgery, named by Doctor Van Donk. And I was like, Van Donk. That <laughs> let's both change our names to Van Donk. It's funny, but it's also like fancy. Yeah. It's got it all. But corn viable. Corn viable. It's a viable option. <laughs> It's a corn viable option. <laughs> uh, so Friendly released uh, one album called Akimbo, then moved to the UK. I think maybe this kind of stuff had a ceiling in Australia. So he's off Yeah, to the he UK. thought break, but yeah, he's thinking, you know, Chemical Brothers yeah. and stuff and uh, Dust Brothers, this is the place to be. Yeah. Uh, now, was he DJ friendly for a while or was he just always friendly? He was DJ friendly for a while That's as well. Nice. Yeah. And then... Just shortened to friendly. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. How Prince and the Power Generation. Maybe so he could branch out a bit more. Maybe I don't want to be DJing the whole time. Maybe we've got an acoustic album in me. Maybe oh, gonna yeah, absolutely. <laughs> do a little country just album. Just want to come across friendly like. Yep. <laughs> All right. We'll move on. Thank you, friendly. This is Alice DJ, spelled D E E J A Y. Usually, but sometimes just DJ. Yes, there's a story behind that. And this is their song, Will I Ever. <laughs> now, if you like surnames, you think Corn Bible is a good surname, the lead yeah. singer of this song has a great surname. Ooh. That coming up too. Yes. No, 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 <laughs> Oh, and for everyone who's been sending me that thing on Twitter, the parody of Euro dance that's been going around, I don't know if you've seen this. Thank you. I've seen it. Don't have to tag me every single post. <laughs> uh, send it to me. I'll send it to you. It's very good. All right. I think we All need right. to stop this. So. It's classic Euro dance. Oh, it's I mean, so it's good. It's no Better Off Alone, which I still DJ all the time, which still fills the floor. It is. But it's cute. It is. So. Who are Alice DJ? It's not just one person. Dutch Europop Dance. Founded by Vessel van Dypen and Dennis van den Dreisen, who we've talked about before, because they're the brains behind the Venger Boys. Oh, my gosh! <laughs> what a musical powerhouse! Van Dypen and van den Dreisen. So, the Venger Boys, they were on the first side of this album. They've got... Two tracks on a compilation. Wow. These guys are raking it in. They really are. I hope our Van Dypen got a good stipend when he's touring. <laughs> uh, also, Sebastian Molan and Elke Kulberg, uh, and in brackets, Pronti and Kalmani. So that's their duo as well. Okay. Pronti, they're called Pronti and Kalmani. Kalmani, yep. Okay, good. But the lead singer, Judith Anna Pronk. Oh, Yes! <laughs> Pronk yes, <laughs> Love it Please Oh my gosh Stonkin' Pronkin' yeah, I love it Pronk Is a Oh maybe I'll be Van Pronk Van Pronk Yeah There we go So, this, know, so I assumed Like a fool That she was Alice DJ That's what I thought as well Yeah because she's in all the videos And yep. all that Have you seen the video to this? I looked it up Yes I did But I only saw it once I've watched 20 videos In the last two hours uh, 24 hours So Oh jeez Yeah Well uh, let me lay it out for you Because it's wonderful fun Alice DJ uh, Ms. Bronk yep. is a security guard, sexy security guard, yes. of course. Yes. Uh, there's people doing their dances, much like the dance in Better Off Alone, uh, in her gallery. She looks at a picture in the gallery, is sucked into it. Suddenly, Roman orgy. What's <laughs> happening at the Roman orgy? They're, of course, doing classic Alice DJ dance styles. Great. Uh, then eventually, there's a lot of um, shots of her being a security guard in the toilets, just looking in each cubicle. And that goes on forever. <laughs> And then she decides to stay in Roman times. It's so funny because I read the Wikipedia page for this song uh -huh. and it said in the film clip, Judy Pronk plays three characters, Judith Pronk, security guard and Greek woman. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, mate, that's definitely a Roman orgy, not a Greek. You can tell by the instruments they're playing. I really wanted her to be Effie in the film clip. That was the character. <laughs> Uh, so this is from their album, Who Needs Guitars Anyway? Which, in the year 2000, would have been the way a lot of people in the music industry were looking, going, we don't, are guitars dead? 
Yeah, absolutely. Like, who, who released that song? We don't play guitars. Oh. Mm, mm, mm. We don't play guitars. I was going to say Latigra. It's not Latigra. No, but, but it's, it's just like Latigra. Yeah. It's one of them bands, What Lee Like Them. Yeah. Not Lady Tron. Um, oh, it could be Lady Tron. Could be. God, go on, look it up. Look it up real quick. We don't play guitars. Get to the bottom Here of this. Because that is a banger, which I think might have some guitar in it. That's the sound of Josh Earl typing. But I'm typing one-handed. Surprisingly heavy fingers on the keyboard. Chicks on speed. Chicks on speed. How I could was we close. forget? Yeah, you were, mate. So I think was a member of Latigra and Chicks on Speed. Who knows? You'd have to Google that. But I'm not going to do that yeah. again. Um, so this song uh, reached number seven on the UK single charts. Charted higher in Scotland where it got to number two. And in Australia, it also got to number two. Wow. Yeah. And, and yet I don't remember it I don't at remember all. it either. Um, I could play it though because it's so simple. You can just get into it right away. Well, here's the thing. Alice DJ, they did that album. Pronk left. What? She left the band. No, not for a solo career. Pronk, don't tell me. Yeah. And then they that's why they changed to Alice DJ without the E-E and the A-Y. So just DJ. Alice right. DJ. Because yeah. they got rid of Alice D- Dejai. Yeah. <laughs> Which was obviously meant to be pronounced, and then they were just DJs. But then, uh, in 2014, Pronk came... No, 2021, Pronk came back. Pronk is back. Pronk is freshly back, back yep. essentially. With new tours. So, it was the pando. She, yeah, she, she was went, like, can't, can't stand it anymore. What's important to me? I've got to see the boys. Yes. I've got to see Van Diper. <laughs> I've got to get on the Venga bus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And see what's happening. And what are they... Are they going to release a new album? Is uh, it time? They did a three-arena tour in Dublin... Uh, Belgium and somewhere else I didn't write that down mm-hmm. but yeah mm. all, all the big spots well they played I, they did play in Melbourne a little while back oh did they yeah there was a Venga Boys Alice DJ some other people gig which I would have gone to if I wasn't busy that night yep yeah washing your hands <laughs> yeah exactly alright gonna move on this is The Artful Dodger featuring Craig, Craig David. David and their song Re Rewind the crowd say Bo Selector. David all over. How many? How many sound effects do you reckon they went through before they? <laughs> went, that, this is the one. There was Doink. so many options. I would have gone. Bah, 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 bah. Aruba, Aruba. Yeah. There's so many things Craig David could be all over. What do you think he's all over? Oh, he, he, at this point, he's a sexual boy. Okay. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, he met her on a Monday, yeah. and he uh, was uh, and then he, with her by Wednesday, etc. Gave up four days in. Four day four, five, six were all the same, right? Yeah, something yeah. like that. And now, well, he's looking for a new girl. You know what? No, you know, he, he's at this stage. He's still a teenager, so he's all over the uh, uh, bus timetable of London. Yes, yep, yes. Stanwick exactly. Green. Yes. Let's go back. When the crowd say bow, selector. Alright, there we go. We heard we heard the bit that we like. Yeah. Bow selector. Okay, so who are the Artful Dodger? They are Mark Hill and Pete Devereaux. Or they were. We'll get to that later. Uh, but this is the one that launched Craig David's career. Even though we've talked about it, he he uh, wrote a song for the band, the UK kind of boy band Damage. Uh, which was a B-side. Who I have never heard uh, of. They, they did a cover of Wonderful Tonight, and um, oh. he was on the B-side. Uh, what, the, when he was younger than When this? he was like 15. Wow. Yeah, 15, 16. Uh, I had no idea Craig David was so accomplished. Yeah, apparently, well, M- Mark Hill or Pete Devereux, I forget which one, they saw him at, I think it was the Southampton Football Club, performing as part of a choir, but he had a solo, and they were like... That kid can sing. Get that kid in. He's real hardcore. Yeah. Mark Hill had a recording studio and that 
he and Pete Devereaux met when uh, Pete hired some recording studio space and they went, oh, we, we get on. We like the, the same stuff. And so they would put out uh, bootlegs of different songs. So they did a bootleg of Dream by Gabrielle. They did You're Not Alone by Olive. Oh, it's a great song. And If You Love Me by Brownstone. And they released it under the, the name Artful Dodger because they were worried that uh, because they didn't have clearances, they would get they would get sued. Oh, like, uh, like how Avalanches did. Oh, is that what they... Because Avalanches went through a lot of band names. One of them, I won't say, but it was real bad. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Oh, I'm, intri- I'm I'll tell intrigued. I'll um, um, Yeah, but no, because they, there's uh, Since I Left You, obviously, massive album and a great album, but yeah. there's a version of Since I Left You, which has all the samples on that they couldn't get clearance, oh. uh, which apparently you can get, but, you know, yeah. you've got to get it underground. So uh, they had a few names before they settled on uh, Artful Dodger. Because Artful Dodger and their record label is called Fagan Records. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. The whole Oliver Twist yeah. thing. So they were going to be called Dick Turpin. <laughs> <laughs> Have they just gone through 19th century yeah. novels? Is that Well, the other one's Robin it? Hood. So, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So okay. stealing from the rich and giving to the poor. Oh, that's, that's nice. Yeah. That's so, nice. But, but otherwise, they... what can you go with? Like uh, some Jane Austen styles, yeah. Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> um, Tessa the Durbable. Tessa the Durbable. Jude the Obscure. <laughs> uh, so... As Artful Dodger, they recorded this song, released it, and then in 2001, they split up for, they said, creative differences. So Pete Devereaux left. It was the spring noise, wasn't it? Yeah. Boing. <laughs> we wanted <laughs> dripping water. Um, <laughs> so Pete Devereaux left. Mark Hill went on his own for a bit, and then he was like, I'm going to wrap it up. And then Pete Devereaux went, well, I'll take over. So Pete Devereaux went back to the band, and, the, and then both of them went, nah, we're not going to do it. And then... A record label called Blessed Records purchased the rights and the name of Artful Dodger. So now, Artful Dodger is DJ Dave Lowe and MC Alistair. Completely so, different people. Completely different That's people. That's mind-blowing. I didn't know you could just do that. I mean, you hear about like how, say for example, the Turtles break up and yep. someone's doing like Bill's, Bill Frank's The Turtles, yep. and, you know, and someone else is The Tortoises. But I didn't know you could just completely steal a band name. Well, it means that all the original members of the Artful Dodger could go to a gig and watch the Artful Dodger. <laughs> <laughs> wow. There was a band in Melbourne called Suede a while back. Oh. And I was like, you can't... <laughs> Suede are really big. Unless they spell S-W-A-Y-E-D. Yes. Or S-W-E-D-E. Yeah. But then... That's an Abercup man. Yeah. Uh, wow. I, I just, I wasn't aware you could completely steal a name. Well, because it's like, well, the Killers stole the name The Killers from the New Order um, Crystal sound uh, film clip because the band yes. is, is The Killers. I didn't know that's where they got it yeah, from. Yeah, and so Man, Dan Flower said, yeah, we were big. You must have told the Crystal story on no. this pod. It's an amazing thing. So New Order just, yeah, they're an older band. Yep. Um, and they don't look that great. I saw them this year. They don't look that yep. great. <laughs> Um, so, but they still release great tracks yeah. and, you know, very high energy electronic, sort of rocky electronic stuff. So they just got a bunch of young kids and said that this was what they looked like and put it, them in the music video and they had their biggest hit. It's in, smart. Yeah. In decades. Yeah. And so they, sh- yeah, it that's, was smart. That's really smart. Yeah. It's, <sighs> it's better the band doing that than the label doing that and going, you guys a bunch of uggos. We've got some models. Yeah. Go for it. Well, that would be insulting. But now they could do that, you know, whole thing uh, that Martin Scorsese does. They could oh. youth the bands. I would love to see Paul McCartney getting youthed That's up. That's what he should do. Kate Bush. If he got youthed up, he'd be selling out MCG it, twice. Twice. Faster than Taylor Swift. Not that I want to say that uh, Kate Bush or Paul McCartney are uggos. They no. have aged gracefully. Paul McCartney does look like a grandmother, but that's all right. Uh, now, bless. Phil, uh, no, Ma- Mike... Is it Mike Hill? Hill and Devereaux. They're back together. They that got last. back together in 2017. What are they called, though? Original Dodger. Oh! Yeah. But this thing... So, the, the, art, the Artful Dodger, the the Imposters... I would have called them Jammy Dodger after the biscuit. Go. Yeah. Mm. Well, they're just playing... Because the guys only did one album. Right. So, they're just playing the album. Getting up there and playing the album. Yeah. Because it's pretty pure electronic music. Yeah. Now, who has Craig David sided oh. with in this conflict? I hopefully he's sided with with uh, Mark and Pete. Yeah, yeah. And it's so weird that the that the fake Artful Dodger would now be playing because again it's electronic music which uh, never makes for the most. Ex- oh, I don't want to be rude, but it never makes for the most exciting stage show no. unless they have a lot of dancers yep. or people spitting on their head for yes. the entirety of the show. Obviously, but 
I don't really see the point. It's not like you're on guitar, like, thrashing it out. No. Oh, well. Uh, go and see Original Dodgers, everybody. Original Dodgers, not the... Uh, what are they called? Next time they tour Australia. Here we go. Our final track. Oof. We're almost there. This is Moro, Picotto, and Mario Piu, and their track, Arabian Pleasure. It is quite a departure for 100% hits, isn't it? It is. It's almost like, well, doesn't fit, so we'll put it on last. So if you just want it to be 19 songs, you've just got 19. But this is a, a bonus little track. Yeah. In the beginning, a B side. In you the will. beginning, they used to put novelty tracks here. Ah, oh, right. So we've Your had detachable penis and yes, such. Yes, Chris Franklin's the bloke. Oh, classic. Yeah, or just bloke. Sorry, he's the bloke. Yes, the song is just bloke. Um, I think the Gompies, Alice. Ah, oh. was, was the final track. Have uh, you ever got the Gompies to record the Gompies? No. Get them all together, mate. Maybe I'll see what they're doing. Bonus Patreon choir gathering. They're in Amsterdam, so yeah. Oh no, I mean your gompies. Oh, all my gompies. Oh, there we go, listeners. Alright, yeah. I think this is. You get the idea, listeners. Get the vibe, get the vibe. Although there is, I have listened to the whole track, and there's a surprisingly large amount of didgeridoo for an array. Yeah. Track. Yeah. Yeah, so that was the Skits Mix 7 uh, inch. Oh, I want to hear the one. original mix. Yeah, I don't think that's, that was not on this one. Uh, ah. This is the one that was on uh, volume 32. So Does it fill you with Arabian pleasure? Moro and Mario. Uh, so both Italian Eurohouse DJs. Uh, Mario had worked with uh, Tiesto in the past. Now, Tiesto voted in 2010 and 2011 as the greatest DJ of all time by Mixmag magazine. Wow. This song got to 36 in Australia, 74 in Germany, and that was it. I don't know why it broke in Australia. Yeah. I thought maybe it was on an ad. But maybe they used it on a commercial over what here. What ad would that be on? A jeans ad or something like that. Red Dragon? I don't know. Popcorn chicken? Popcorn chicken. There we go. <laughs> but it was I couldn't find it. Anyway, I, I, I went through the YouTube comments. Won't surprise you. A lot of it in Arabic. Couldn't understand. Ah. Uh, but a lot I, of, uh, like all songs from this era, they don't make music like this anymore. Yeah, they don't. It could yeah. be the Arabic community in Australia, which really shut it up. Maybe that's what it was. But yeah, it, it, yeah I, I've done so much searching about... Anything about this song, nothing out there. How broken heart of Mauro and Mario must have been that it didn't hit the charts in Italy. I know. 74 in Germany, but that, that's, that's a I fair way away from Italy. Climb the charts yeah. in Australia. 36. I never heard of it at the time, did you? No, I don't remember this song no, at all. in the year 2000. Yeah. Um, it's, it's fine. W- w- where's it being played? Oh, no idea. That's all. I thought maybe maybe it was just some like very cool dance club in Sydney would play it and... People there bought the single yeah. to play in, like other DJs bought it to play. I, I don't know. Maybe. If you were like, in the dance community, you probably heard of that at the time, right? Yeah. Or maybe, like you're saying, in big Arabic communities, this is a good dance song for their celebrations. Put this on. Yay, we're having yeah. a party. It's something that can bring the kids in yep. and the oldies too. Yes. Yeah, it's like the monkeys, I'm a believer. Yes. <laughs> but for the Arabic community. All right, that is that is it. That is side B for volume 32. Now what we do, Andy, is we go through them all and you tell me if it is a hit or not a hit. So all we right. started with The Whitlam's Blood, The Pokies. Hit. Personal hit. Faith Hill, Breathe. Not a hit for me. Not a hit. Alex Lloyd, My Way Home. Not a hit. Everclear, Wonderful. Not a hit. Bill Lawrence from Scrubs would be very upset. Sorry. Taxi Ride, Nothing in This World. Hit. Oh, yes. I did like those four part harmonies. Ah, surprising. Oh. Uh, Jackson Mendoza, Ordinary Girl. Big hit. Was surprised by how much I liked it. I like that one too. Friendly, I love you, but. Hit. It's fun. It is fun. Alice DJ, Will I Ever? Not a hit. Not a hit. The Artful Dodger and Craig David re rewind the crowd say Bo Selector. <sighs> it's not a hit for me. I know you like it, mate. I can tell. It, it, I, I, I did like it, but look, this. This podcast has broken my brain. And finally, Arabian Pleasure by Mario Piu and Moro Picotto. And not a hit for me. That is four out of ten. I would, I would say that is very, very fair, Andrew. Ooh, 40% hit. I would say somewhat even 
optimistic on your behalf. Oh, yeah, I was trying to... I yeah, didn't want to just be Mr. Negative the whole time. I, I like that. Can I just, back on the Bo Selector thing, can yes. I just say, do you know what a selector is? No. So, broadly speaking, there's two types of DJs, right? There's your DJ, who is hunched over the decks, yep. mixing stuff, making sure the BPM only changes very slowly and just keeps it going. And there is a selector. And that is the style of DJing I do. Ah. And a selector is just someone who just plays whatever, just knows a lot of music and can mix um, Whitney Houston's I Want to Dance with Somebody into uh, Everclear Santa Monica. What uh, What's the bow reference then? I don't know what the bow is. Maybe the first selector was named Bo. Because there was a TV show, and I can't remember what it was, but they would make fun of uh, Craig David and Bo. I think... Yeah, it was called Bo Selector, wasn't it? Yeah, that's what it was called, yeah. Yeah, I think it's Jamaican Patois, so we'd have to to look it up. But yeah, so that was... uh, And Craig David had come out and said that he was actually felt very hurt by the impression and embarrassed. And everywhere he went, people would say, Bo Selector to him. And he was like, going, yeah, it actually made me not want to go out in public. Damn. It's like Um, Angie Hart with the Frente. I had talked to... She she sat in that very chair and we talked about that with The Late Show and Frente and how... Kind of, and I, st- I was like, it, it was cruel. It was like picking on a nineteen-year-old girl. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and you know, and it turned so many people off of Frente. And yeah. I did hear you talking about how you love the second album, and I love yeah, it too. Right, I have every single off that album. Do you know? Just a quick fact about the singles off that second album. They were all, and I've never seen anyone else do that. The CD singles were all carved into shapes. Ah, oh. and uh, if you bought all of them, they made a foot shape. That's very because the album cover was a it looked like a flower, but the petals were toes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a foot obsessed album. I don't know why. Quentin Tarantino loved it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> hey, thank you for doing this, Andrew. Where can people find and hear you? Uh, yeah, uh, on Instagram, DJ Andrew McClelland, um, and uh, you know on the Facebook, Andrew McClelland gigs, and I never do the Twitter anymore. Um, but yeah, I DJ at Mr McClelland's Finishing School. And I do comedy all around, and I'm writing a new show for the Comedy Festival with my wife. Oh, fun. Which is exciting. She a performer? Uh, yeah, yeah. Louisa Fitzharding, she's a cabaret performer. Great. So, yeah, it's going to be a big uh, vaudeville show, I think, but with a modern... Uh, I don't know. It's half written. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Half is good at this time of year. I know. Plenty yeah. of time left to go. Uh, yeah, so I'm all around town. Uh, Andrew McClelland, M-double-C-L-E-double-L-A-N-D. Too many C's, too many L's. Not, not Von Pronk. <laughs> You know what? If I change it, I reckon my career will get quite the boost. (laughs) Hey, thanks everyone for being Patreon subscribers. You're the absolute best. If you want to be one and hear uh, a bonus episode every single week, go to patreon.com slash D-Y-K-W-I-A. That's patreon.com D-Y-K-W-I-A. Also, by the time this goes out, there might be some live shows on sale in November at the Catfish. Don't you know I am? Four shows, Sundays, four o'clock. Plus me doing new material for my brand new show for the Comedy Festival in 2024. You got a name yet for the show? I do, but I won't say it yet because <gasps> it's also going to be the name of the podcast that replaces this one in only a couple of weeks. Oh, heck! Yeah, but I'll tell you off here. I'm excited. Me, me too. Me All right. Too. Thanks, everyone. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.